Welcome to a Friday edition of America's Hot Barn Report on this Tower of Power. Now, the new voice of ranch country, Karina Jones. The beef supply chain is moving product at a healthy clip. Front end of feedlot supplies have tightened, especially in the north, giving feeders the leverage that they have long needed to take back some control. Packers have hefty holiday orders to fill, and for the first time in a long time, they are having to get out and find some cattle. While $1.40 fat cattle is no doubt a move in the right direction, it doesn't even begin to compete with the rising inflationary costs of inputs. So before we all break out the cowbell and have a party, let's keep in mind the bottom line of the cash flow sheet and what it takes to get fat cattle to their endpoint. Some seem to have interpreted this flash of market optimism as a sign that our issues are resolving. Most groups appear to be weakening their stance on cattle market reforms, willing to take piecemeal crumbs that DC is scattering to us peasants. Groups that once took credit for crafting 5014 legislation have jumped ship, probably because they are not independent cattle feeders trying to pencil $6 corn and $4 diesel. And yet other groups, they're still kicking the proverbial can down the road. In an article on agripulse.com this week, NCBA acknowledges their voluntary framework approach to increasing cash trade in the fat cattle market is setting off triggers. Basically, in the words of Karina Jones, it went over like the lead balloon we all knew it would. Oh, and by the way, that article ends with NCBA saying they have no interest in meeting with industry groups to hash out cattle market problems. Ethan Lane says the group's producer leadership doesn't feel that there's a tremendous amount of utility in going back to another meeting like that. I, on the other hand, had the pleasure of meeting with cattle producers at Creighton Livestock in Creighton, Nebraska this week. Here are a few of my takeaways. How hard does a man have to work and how many businesses must he keep going in order to afford his cattle herd? Because a cattle herd alone will not cash flow and put groceries in the pantry, let alone hold an operation together so his sons can come back and join him. If I had a dollar for every time a cattle producer asked me why our cattle state senators are not signing on to MCOOL, I could solve a lot of my own cash flow problems. The most resounding message I was receiving this week at that sale barn was telling our calf not to weaken. Not one cattle producer came to me in favor of the Fisher-Grassley Compromise Bill. Not one. And this is why I say producers are my people and I will meet you at a sale barn, fairgrounds, or wherever the dusty trail takes us because I love learning from all of you. And every conversation affirms for me that we cannot weaken. We have no ground to give up. If we don't draw our line in the sand right now as an industry, there's no safety net to catch us. We fall, this whole house of cards falls. Hot Barn Report head honcho Monty James will be back on Monday with all of the sale highlights for the best barns in the nation that power this program. Presho Livestock, Mowbridge Livestock, Crawford Livestock Market, Stockman's Livestock, North Platte Stockyards, Lemon Livestock, Bassett Livestock Auction, and Platte Livestock.